Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Well, I got to tell you, it's a beautiful Monday. It's going to be a great week. It's a great weekend. And uh, the month of May, almost over, May 23rd this Monday. So I guess about a week from now, it'll be June 1st already. So the time is flying, folks. Savor it. By the way, we're heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app, simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And every morning, every Monday morning, excuse me, at 7.40, we put this time aside for our good friend, the editor of the National Review. And he's, uh, he's just a pundit. Uh, he's, he's all over the place on these uh, Sunday morning shows, shows during the week. Anyway, his name is Rich Lowry. Let's bring him in now. Good morning to you, Rich. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. Let's, uh, you know, uh, you guys always talk baseball. And uh, I just did a story about, well, what happened over the weekend at yeah. Yankee Stadium, and uh, I think this is going to blow up. It's going to become a big story, uh, you, you know, whether or not they should suspend Josh Donaldson, et cetera, et cetera. I know you know all about it. What are your thoughts about it? No, they shouldn't suspend him. It wasn't racist at all. Clearly he was razzing um, Tim Anderson, who compared himself to Jackie Robinson, which is completely ridiculous. So to call him Jackie on that basis is not racist. Where The problem I have was this was obviously – a blatant violation of the first rule of sports karma, which is when your team is winning and dominant, and the Yankees at that point were on their way to winning four out of five from the White Sox, you don't instigate, right? You just keep your head down. You just be professional, and you keep going. Instead, you know, you wake up the White Sox, and as as soon as this blew up, I knew it's inevitable Tim Anderson's going to have some big moment, you know? And sure enough, there he goes. He hits the, the three-run blast to put the nail in the coffin in the, in the second game yesterday. But this could blight Donaldson's season, you know? The, he could never get beyond this because they're going to say it's racist, and he's going to get dogged by it for a long time. Yeah, there's no doubt. And it really becomes unfortunate when the white manager, Hall of Fame manager on the all-time greats, Tony La Russa, calls it a racist comment. I mean, come on, Tony, don't be stupid. So once the white guys start to pile on and protect Tim Anderson, then you know you're dead. I mean, it would be nice if somebody in the White Sox came out and said, ah, come on, he calls himself Jackie Robinson. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But no one's going to do that. Nobody. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And Donaldson had to come out and apologize, and he'll probably never stop apologizing. For this, so it's 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 ridiculous. Uh, it's sad. I hope they don't suspend him. It'd be a travesty if they did. No doubt about it, Rich Larry. Excuse me. Uh, listen, uh, yeah, it will be, and I think they're going to suspend him. I, I really believe the Rob Manfred is uh, that spineless. We've seen it in the past succumbing, caving, pandering to Black Lives Matter, and uh, there's no reason to expect anything different from him this time around. Yeah. Well, now, we're Rich, uh, one of our reporters talking about Major League Baseball calling today to try to get a comment from MLB about the surge in the early vote in Georgia 
which totally disproves the voter suppression right, thing which right, MLB right, bought into. Right. So we're going to try to see if we can get MLB to, to say right. this is a wonderful right. thing. They moved the All-Star game to pristine white Denver, Colorado. Yeah, Thank exactly. You. Yeah, and we'll lost a uh, hell of a lot of money. Though, we've talked about the big lie with the Russian hoax. This was another one, the, the Georgia voting hoax, where supposedly it was a new era of Jim Crow because they tweaked some rules around the edges. And you have a bigger turnout in the early vote in absentee voting than you did in the last pre-pandemic uh, midterm election in 2018, a three or four times the turnout. So that, that was another uh, lie and hoax. How dare you look back and try to embarrass the Democrats, uh, Rich Larry? <laughs> this is disgusting. Listen, uh, Joe Biden overseas, this is breaking news overnight. I actually watched him last night. Uh, the, the reporter asked the question, if the if you if excuse me if Taiwan is invaded, will the uh, United States defend it? And he goes yes, yes. And of course, right now uh, he's the, the White House is busy walking that comment back once again. Uh, what's the story behind all this? How's this going to turn out? Uh, it's just an, another case where he, he can't be trusted to state U.S. policy. And the guy was in the Senate forever. Was on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Was vice president. Now president of the United States. He knows. Our, our policy is one of ambiguity, and we just don't say that. And it was just inevitable as soon as he said it, the White House is going to have to walk it back yet again. And I'm a hawk's hawk, as you know, but I, I'm not sure what I would do if China invaded Taiwan. Um, th- this would be a, a major war with a hugely powerful country that could go nuclear, and, and they'd be much more motivated to win than, than we would. So I, I'm I'm divided about this one, but the president certainly shouldn't be out there saying yes if that's if that's not what we're going to do. You know, the upside to saying yes is maybe it further deters the Chinese. The downside to saying yes is you got to fight if they actually go. You know, it's right. uh, this is a very anecdotal story, but I told this to Bernard last Monday that my sister Alana, the oldest of my sisters, and a very bright girl, went to New Paul's as a teacher, uh, but she's stupid when it comes to politics. Her and my, her husband Harry, I mean, really stupid. And uh, they've been complaining, yelling at the TV screen, stop blaming Joe Biden for everything. And then last week on this show, Rich, I know you were listening, I played a cut from Oprah Winfrey. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, excuse me, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, where she said flat out on The View, stop blaming Joe Biden for gas prices. It's not his fault. <laughs> so you got all these Democrats, and this is what I worry about with, with elections. I worry about elections, despite everything we talk about every day and all the proof that Democrats and this administration is ruining this country. There are people like Alana Wagowski and Whoopi Goldberg who just don't want to hear it. Yeah, th- th- there's some, but I think most are blaming Joe Biden for everything. <laughs> you know, and, and even if they, they don't blame him for literally everything, they're not feeling very good about where the country's going. So th- they're just going to get shellacked. But is it fair to blame? Because I think it is. I mean, I could point Keystone Pipeline for gas. I can point issues with the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Almost everything going wrong with this country, baby formula. I can point out a mistake made by Joe Biden. Why isn't it fair? Well, I think it's it's on a, a spectrum, right? The, the border is all on him. Baby formula, there was this other stuff going on, but he was too late to uh, pick up the, the, the problem. Afghanistan withdrawal, totally, totally on him. Ukraine, there's some things he did differently, ultimately Putin's fault. Gas, he's contributed to the problem. So, you know, the, the, the common theme is there. He hasn't actually made anything better. <laughs> you know, he's made some things <laughs> nope. uh, worse and made things, some other things complete disasters. So, Rich Lowry, uh, editor of the National Review on the Bernie and Sid Show, you wrote a column. I talked about this a little earlier. The uh, Buffalo Massacre, of course, uh, uh, it started, instigated a, a conversation because 
in, in that idiot, that animal's manifesto, he talked about the great replacement theory. And so now the Democrats are pretending that they never heard of this before and that this is some sort of, uh, you know, secretive uh, Republican, uh, you know, uh, notion to, that we're supposed to stop uh, that is, is, is false. It's a conspiracy theory, essentially, is what they're saying. You wrote a great column exposing all these uh, Democrat talking points as lies. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they've been saying for years, it's especially a prevalent thing to say in the 2008-2012 period, that immigration was contributing to demographic change that was going to deliver national elections to Democrats forever, right? Because the, the electorate was changing. That was a version. Right. It wasn't the, you know, the, the malicious conspiratorial version of a replacement theory, which says there's a secret of cabal of Jews, which is obviously uh, a lie, but it's a soft version of replacement theory. And then you had Republicans opposing this soft version of replacement theory, at least Stefanik and others saying Democrats want, you know, new immigrants so they can change the, the electorate of the country. And now they're turning around saying, you're crazy. How could you say that? You're awful. Well, they're just saying the opposite of what you're saying. So if Democrats could say it, and support it, Republicans should be able to say it and oppose it. Rich, you're a New York guy. Uh, I know you're aware of this, this uh, lovely man on his way to brunch on a Sunday, works for Goldman Sachs, shot in the chest, unprovoked, dead on the subway. There were three or four horrible, deadly attacks over the weekend. It's just every single day. And yet the mayor walks around town, Eric Adams, like he's won. I mean, I'm on his Instagram account. I see it every day. He beats his chest every day like he's doing a great job. When statistically, he's actually a worse mayor when it comes to crime than Bill de Blasio. Now he's flirting with a White House run in 2024. My question <laughs> is, I know you have to laugh. Is, is, is it not, Should he not try to fix this city, do this? this job first before he worries about Pennsylvania Avenue? Of course. And even if he were doing a fantastic job, you don't talk about running for, for president. You just keep your nose down and keep doing a wonderful job. Right. And just no one's going to believe him when they hear stories about that, that horrific shooting. And shootings like that, they just make people afraid. And it's a... Uh, a key advance of, of civilization, you know, going back millennia, was was uh, um, making sure that people could go about their daily lives without being afraid. And that in the greatest city of the, in the world, or at least what once was the greatest city of the world, that people can't swipe their subway cards or, or whatever and go on the subway and, and not have to look over their sh- shoulders with, a, with a, a, a fear in the pit of their stomach is uh, a profound tragedy. And, and that's what Adam should be focused on every single day, not promoting himself. Absolutely. Rich Lowry on the Bernie and Sid Show. Rich, uh, the, in the past week, they've uh, th- they've said they're not going ahead with this disinformation board, the Ministry of Truth, if you will. I mean, it was such a joke. Such It was almost like a satirical, the way they rolled it out with this uh, a crazy, scary Poppins yeah. lady. I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was like a Saturday Night Live bit, for God's sakes. And they finally came to their senses and said, you know what, forget about it. It just, yeah, it was just too preposterous. Everything about it was um, too much of a joke. The the idea of calling it a disinformation board, the idea that, that any government, and especially this administration, was in any position to be the arbiter of truth when they're routine, routinely lying and evading about things. The woman they picked, who was an utter partisan who bought into the Russian hoax and had never knocked down a piece of of misinformation from the other side, and then on top of it, the singing. So I mean, you just can't survive that. You can't right. survive that. Right. And they, they did the right thing and pulled the plug. Last one from me. Uh, I often go back and forth with Bill O'Reilly on this. 
Uh, Bill tends to give Joe Biden the benefit of the doubt more than, let's say, me and Bernie would. You know, a lot of times he talks about him just not being physically capable, whether it's dementia, these other issues. And I'm always like, no, he's evil. He's evil. And Bill on Thursday said to me, no, he's not. Nancy Pelosi is evil. But I wouldn't call Joe Biden evil. You know, he does make mistakes, obviously. But he doesn't believe, he said maybe corrupt, but not evil. What adjectives would you use above and beyond inept to describe Joe Biden? Uh, inept and, and wrongheaded and cowardly, especially when it comes to standing up to the left and, and fundamentally dishonest. I mean, he's a hack. That's what he is. At the end of the day, he's just a hack. Everyone in the Senate knew he was a hack. Now he's the president of the United States, and his hackery has much more significant consequences than it ever did. But he, he'll, he'll just go wherever his party is, the center of gravity of his party, party is, and, and that is in a crazy place now. So, um, it, you know, we, we, we need a, a statesman or at least a reasonable person, and instead we have him. He's a complete and total race-baiting uh, Trojan horse. Just uh, his, his, <laughs> Keep going. The, Keep the, going with the adjective. Effect- Don't stop. Seriously, the effects of what he's doing are very evil. They're really very destructive. So uh, I, I see Sid's point, uh, but I, I see your point as well. He's just a stooge is what he is. But last thing for me, uh, uh, Rich Lowry, is this $40 billion finally got approved for the Ukraine. Now, if you look at the list of uh, what, it, what all this spending is allocated for, I mean, you can't help but come to the conclusion that we're engaging once again in nation building. I mean, this is a complete and total nation-building job, you know, economic uh, support and, uh, you know, rebuild government agencies, stuff like that. This isn't just sending a bunch of missiles and, uh, you know, uh, or, 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 or jets or whatever the hell it is. This is really, as I said, nation-building. I mean, would you disagree with that? I do. I think there's uh, there's stuff in there that other countries could be paying for the the general general support for the Ukrainian government, which I think you're referring to. The food assistance. You know, there's no reason that the Gulf Arab states, you know, which are swimming in money and our allies, they they can't be paying for that. But it, it does involve a lot of weaponry. It does involve paying for our deployments over there. It involves replenishing our our stocks of, of javelins and whatnot. And just just where I am on this is we we have another country entirely willing to to fight. Uh, the Russians to degrade their military. The Russians are an adversary of ours. They have a de facto alliance with the Chinese to topple the Western world order. So that 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 all we have to do is fund it, and and they'll do the fighting. I, I and not one U.S. troop is directly in harm's way. I think is a deal in the, in the scheme of things. So uh, I support it. I understand people saying it's it's too big. Obviously, we have a huge debt problem. I understand people saying you know may, maybe other countries should be poning up, as I, I just said. But I, I supported that package. By the way, Title 42 is about to go away, and that's a very significant number. That was a number that Jackie Robinson wore, Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson. <laughs> and, and you, Rich Lowry, you are the Jackie Robinson. Every Monday morning here on Bernie and Sid, you're that great. So thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Bringing it all together for a nice landing, Sid. Nicely done yet again. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. With a bow on it. All right, we'll take a short break. Thank you, Rich Lowry. More of Bernie and Sid on this Monday morning right after these words. 
had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabu Law, where winning is no accident.